episode 508 of the Pop Culture Roundtable, the podcast that's one wheel too many for a functional bicycle. In this episode, we talk about Delicious in Dungeon, Guardians of the Galaxy costume design, and Dimension 20. I'm Andrew Sale. I'm Lauren Rubin. I'm Patrick Hill. So get your big kid pants on, because it's time to jump into another episode. Well, I've got one too many legs to be pants. every episode by going around the table which is where we talk about things that are new fun and noteworthy about our weeks happy birthday to yes, you it's, it's over but thank hey. you everybody so there was a moment there yeah. was a moment we had a bunch of people over on friday night on my birthday and i was i was sitting there and, and uh i just threw on a like fibbage or drawful or one of those jackbox games and i looked up and realized that me and like four children were playing Jackbox games and all the adults were like in the other half of the house. They were so grateful for you for babysitting. Oh yeah. <laughs> That's what it was. And now thankfully I I did beat I kids the whole them. night. I mean it was, oh, wow. it was awesome. Didn't you never let them win? Never, yeah, very never good used up at all. <laughs> no, no, no. Did you start looking around because you were winning and you're like, oh Yeah, where's where I thought, where'd Andrew go? Yeah, so yeah. The first the first two rounds went to Andrew, and I'm like, oh, I gotta give Patrick an opportunity, so I left. Yeah, and, that uh, was, and, and then I did great. After. <laughs> Turns out that the best way to boost your ego is get a few wins under your belt right before you go to bed. For both of us. Uh, so it was uh, it was your birthday, Patrick, and for your birthday, we we uh, got an opportunity to to go see a couple of movies. Um, we do know you wanted to um, properly publicly buy. Uh, um, <laughs> what's the word i'm looking for lay into lauren for not having seen a film so i'm going to give you the opportunity and then just talk about the weekend and t- or talk about your week no listen no lauren has a good reason it she did not see the film because she values her friends more than a marvel film and i think that's an awesome thing you you however did not so you yeah, I don't give I don't care at all. <laughs> yes, I specifically want to say that these are friends I made because of the movie Guardians of the Galaxy. We met because we had the costumes that like made oh. the set of us at a convention and that's why we are friends. So I feel like waiting a couple days to see it with them is worth it. Well, so you you always win as the squirrel, right? Yeah. Toby. Yeah. Toby. <laughs> Toby Toby the squirrel. <laughs> Toby the intergalactic yeah. squirrel from So would you just look at people and if you saw like if you saw another rocket, would you be like, nah, I can't be friends with that guy? Oh no, yeah. no. We would always like take pictures with everybody and like I have I love it when I see like other I rockets. thought you were like sp- specifically seeking out like your guardians oh no so like we were rocket and groot and like um her boyfriend at the time was star lord and then we met another person who was gamora and like we literally all became friends because of that oh that's nice yeah we were like stuck together the whole day because people wanted to like take pictures of our group and so like every time we tried to like start separating we would get pulled back together again and we're like well well hi what's your name you know and then we like made friends it was so hard being so popular at the dance huh (laughs) okay would do you think your outfit was the best of the whole group 
I think the Groot is, you know, and that was like when we. But first you made, made that, that, so that's like a that's <laughs> yeah. still a humble brag. <laughs> I, I mean, I I'm very proud of that. I think it's one of the coolest things I've ever made. It is good. It is good. Um, In fact, we'll wait right now for you to go get the entire costume on. <laughs> <laughs> I can well, go get the mask very easily. <laughs> In fairness, why don't you mute us and go get the mask so I can real quick say we're going to talk about it. We're going to ha- we'll have a real quick conversation. Okay, and then I'll we'll let you know when we're headphones. done and we'll circle you back in. How about that? Yeah, put it on the chat. <laughs> okay, so here's the thing. She hasn't seen the film and so she doesn't want any spoilers. And we're not going to give spoilers per we're se. Not. We're just going to like give our general feeling of the movie. And even that was like maybe she spoilery. Just, so yeah, if, she if, just you don't even want, yeah, yeah. if you don't even want to hear the vibe, then like turn us off for like two minutes real quick. But um, we did go see Guardians of the Galaxy. I was very excited to see the film, and I haven't been excited to see Marvel films very much. There's a couple yeah. here and there, but generally, like, I'm not watching the shows. I'm not going to all the films. But this one felt very special uh, be- because I love the franchise so much, and I, I, I do did have a lot of respect for James Gunn and, uh, <laughs> and, uh, and the people involved. And it was like... It was like a gosh, like a five out of ten for me, or a six out of ten for me. It was like, <laughs> it just yeah, I don't know. It, it yeah. felt very the the there were like too many bits of story, and I wish they would have gone deeper on less instead of trying to fit in so many different points. Um, and I also described it as like overly saturated. So like the funny parts were all the way to goofy and then the serious parts were like all the way to like sappy but nothing lived in like a a moderate range and so from that standpoint like i i was eye rolling for like the last 30 minutes it of the wasn't film. nearly as bad as as quantum mania though it, it wasn't nearly as bad as the the high highs low lows of quantum mania um but i agree with you i think i think i'd rate it maybe just a, a tad higher i'd go six seven maybe um, not my favorite uh, Guardians film by a stretch, but um, it also wasn't the worst. It also was nowhere near the worst Marvel movie that there's been. I, I just, agree. Like, it's probably like a middle of the pack or something like that. And or the maybe best like way, the bottom 40, but it's not back of the back of the line. Yeah, it's not so. back of the pack. Um, I, uh, I, yeah, we can't give any spoilers. It's still opening weekend, right? Go, go see it for sure. Like, it definitely, yeah. it definitely, um, it's it's a must see if you've been watching the rest if you care about the MCU at all like it's a must see in that regard so and I um, would say most people are giving the movie favorable reviews yes we so. are, we are not in the majority of yes. our of our response and I would love to explain why because I think I have really good reasons for why I think the way that I think but unfortunately there's no way to get there without spoilers so maybe a week from now we can do a debrief and talk about it yeah once we've all seen it and and the world has pretty much seen it um but for now that's where we're gonna sit we're gonna sit with like a five six and a six seven on the rating all right i'll bring lauren back anyway so that's all we'll talk about that uh so how long did it take you to make that Groot outfit so lauren right now is showing us yeah this is just the mask um which is actually made out of an exercise mat. It took us like a cup, like a month and a half, I think, to make the like the actual like the the whole thing. So you didn't even start with an actual piece of headwear. <laughs> no, no. Um, it's just like built around and kind of like padded out, uh, made for Trevor's head, sort of. And and, and explain th- this is this is not baby Groot or teenage Groot yeah. or middle age Groot. This yeah, this is was full- Guardians one regular. Regular group one, and I, guess, or I know that by yeah. looking at it. But for the people who yeah. are listening, <laughs> I think that's for I do have, that's an important note. 
There's four different. Assume that if Lauren was wearing it, it might be Baby Groot. Exactly. There's four versions of Groot that you can that you can picture now. So I do have Baby Groot that I made too. You made that? (laughs) Yeah. Shut up. He can stand on his own. His hands like move. They're all like got little wires in them, so his hands can like hold things. And that is made out of a bath mat. (laughs) No, it's made out of a lot of things. Um, It is made out of. Like it has a wireframe that I like wrapped with like fabric and then it's like clay, the like insulation pipes like we use for Big Groot. These are um, pieces of like craft foam and this is all made of clay. He's had a couple falls, unfortunately. So he needs some. <laughs> so I guess he repair. can't stand that well. <laughs> so I need to re- give him some repairs. I glued it back together, but I need to repaint it or put some moss on there or something. Wow. But yeah. That's pretty good. I did make it so he can stand on his own for pictures. Nice. <laughs> you are the MacGyver of... Of Hobby Lobby. Non-life-threatening yeah. situations. I don't know. <laughs> I love this stuff, but it's super the fun. The so yeah, like I, I, We have like such a history like with Guardians of the Galaxy and these costumes and stuff, so I'm like, I have to wait for my friends to okay. go see the movie. I, this is not a spoiler, <laughs> But I told this to Andrew when we were walking out of the film. You are going to love this. This film was made for you. We know that you're not going to say a single negative thing about it. We've already discussed it. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) But we we will try. Hey, Patrick, we were you proud of me complaining about Boba Fett? I really laid into it. (laughs) He wasn't listening. (laughs) (laughs) Well, we will get to hear all that next week. We'll talk about it next week. Once we're a week out, you've seen it, all that type of stuff. The other thing we saw... Andrew, that I think you're about to mention is we also went and we saw Air on uh, Saturday. And Air was phenomenal, an, an awesome experience. Phenomenal. It, it was directed by Ben Affleck. I only knew that well at the end it said it, but I knew it going into it because I heard his interview on Smartless. And um, it's him and Ben Affleck, or it's Ben Affleck, it's Matt Damon, it's um, uh, oh my gosh, uh, Viola Davis. And Chris Tucker Chris and Tucker. Marlon Wayans is in it, and yeah. so is um There's one other person. What's his name off Smartless? I can't think of his name. Oh yeah, Jason, Jason Bateman. Bateman. Jason, Jason Bateman. Bateman. Yeah. <laughs> um and it was and it takes place in 1984, which is you know, that's my year. So it's 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 it was a really cool way, and the way that they approached it, it was really well done. Very much a period piece. It's weird to think about period pieces now that are my like in my lifetime period yeah. pieces, which is weird, but um, they nailed it. They nailed the office buildings. They they nailed the cars, the the attires. They nailed everything, but not to the point that it was like the focal, and that, that's what I no. enjoy. So like they, it was the, very realistic. The first two minutes of the film, or maybe four minutes of the film, is like they just barrage you with nostalgia. In terms of not just what they're like, they're showing you ads and they're showing you like things and. Everything has that grainy look and whatever. And then after about three minutes or something, it it shifts and suddenly like the picture looks more modern. And obviously the settings are, of course, correct to the period. Right. But they kind of get rid of all that flair and then just go into telling the story. Yeah. Um, and so it's never, you know, I've talked about Stranger Things before, how it felt like it was just... Um, too much fan service to the decade. Yeah, it just felt like someone went on eBay and just pressed buy on every single thing they could. And just they they kept having scenes for the sole purpose of just showing more nostalgic items. Like when cops are throwing a bedroom and they're like, 
just pulling things out of drawers. Millennium that, you Falcon, know, you had Boba your... Fett, the <laughs> exactly. Incredible Hulk. Yeah. <laughs> so. And, and it, this movie's not like that. Like, honestly, you kind of forget the time it's set in because it's not about that, you know? Yeah, it's, it's, mm-hmm. it transcends that. And I will say, though, it, it does lend itself well as a set piece to the, to the film. Um, yeah. I think it was done exactly right. The balance of it. I would give this movie a 10. I'm going to yeah, give this completely. movie a 10. It was, there wow, was nice. normally when I leave films, it's, we have that conversation of, man, it was good. But if, if they had just done this differently, or if this yeah. scene had shifted, or if they had told us more about that, it's not like that. I, I walked out of that film, loving every bit of it. I, I will see it again. Um, yeah. when it comes out on, um, you know, streaming or whatever, I'll, I'll watch it again for sure. But really which won't it. be long. It'll be on prime. Cause it's an Amazon film. Yes. Uh, it's an Amazon when- distributed film. One Easter egg I want to point out from that film is that at one point, Matt Damon's character, he's on the phone uh, and he's sitting at his desk and on his computer monitor is a Shelby convertible and uh, like a little toy car. And in the movie Ford v. Ferrari, he played Carol Shelby, Carol Shelby. who designed oh. the Shelby convertible. So it, I, I thought that was a fun little nod. Yeah. Uh, and then also I noticed um, Affleck has been in those Dunkin' Donuts commercials recently. Uh, mm-hmm. In one of the commercials that's running, the person at the register is the designer from Nike in Air. And I had not realized that. That's so I thought fun. that was cool, too. Yeah. <laughs> that's fun. <sighs> yeah. So, uh, yeah, a couple movies this weekend to celebrate your birthday. You yeah. are 48 now. You're, yeah, if you like capitalist drama, go see Air. <laughs> I am. I'm 47. But drama. Oh, 47. I'll be 48 next year. 47. Uh, but you, you wear it well. You wear it better than that hat. <laughs> I was going to say, my body only feels like it's in its early 60s, so uh, things are going well. Andrew, uh, to just take it over, since I think I've yeah, already like, just stepped a, on, on mine's your Mine's going to be pretty, pretty quick. It's uh, essentially the stuff that we just talked about, but then also um, it's been... Uh, we, I've been watching, I rewatched, not rewatched, I watched uh, Marvelous Miss Maisel season three, I know, or season four, whichever the one prior to the current season is, I realized that I hadn't watched it. So I, I watched through that and it was pretty good. Um, and I think that's really it. I've been working a ton, um, mm-hmm. just a ton. It's been super busy this last week. So that's, that's really it. The stuff that I've watched with you and then Marvelous Miss Maisel. That's, oh, and then we are now officially like Becca and I, like we like, totally ran through and binged through succession we're on season four now current oh. season episode three is where we're we're moving into now i need to catch up so, so bad that's like where i left off and i haven't this season watched. is so yeah. good i this caught up last night i watched the two episodes i was missing and it this season's yeah, I need amazing to catch up and I, yeah, and so I stopped watching the current episodes once Beck and I started watching it together. So I'm two episodes behind now. Mm-hmm. Uh, after today, I'll be two episodes behind. I didn't watch yeah. last week's. So hopefully, we'll all be able to watch the season finale together. Um, How do you feel like now finale. that you've rewatched it all? Like, and you're like going into the last season. I, I understand like so much things. more. I understand so much more about what's happening now because a lot of the stuff like they they talk a lot of business jargon and they a lot of times they're talking really fast and you never know Mm -hmm. they're talking over each other a lot that's one thing that Mm -hmm. i picked up on people are having conversations (laughs) but if they're having conversations one of them is talking about their own thing the other person's talking about their own thing very rarely are they actually talking about the same thing (laughs) and (laughs) um so it it can be really confusing so this time around i have a really deep understanding which is great because if becca has a question i can i can just answer it um, but, uh, but yeah, so that's, that's really been it. It's been, other than that, it's been a lot of, uh, outside time, like, uh, walking and running and then, uh, work. That's been, Hey, can it, I so. tell you one thing? 
I noticed it last week for the first time, and you just did it just now. You will say the words, but, uh, um, (laughs) back to back fairly frequently. Yeah. And I have now, now in my head when I hear it, I imagine you saying the word butter, but with an accent. So I just hear like, (laughs) but, uh. Hey, you want some bread and butter? Like that? Uh, I love it. Okay. I just want to make you self-conscious. Thank you. I'm good. Uh, (laughs) So you're up, Lauren. You go ahead and talk now. Thank you. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you, Robo Andrew. Um, So yeah, uh, I didn't see Guardians of the Galaxy yet because uh, most of me and my friend group that I was talking about earlier that dress up as Guardians, we were in Michigan because uh, my friend Raven is now a doctor so it's really cool um we went to her graduation or, and or their graduation and it was just really fun and it was a nice time the weather in michigan was awesome it makes me miss like being up north um and we went to this place that i just like i have to talk about because like on the pitch we were like are you sure that's like where we should go this afternoon it's like because we had like other ideas of places to go we're like okay well we'll go there um we went to this place called horrocks farm market and it's like oh yeah it's this really big grocery store they have like a beer thing in the back like we'll just go check it out um it's like the craziest grocery store i've ever seen in my whole life it's like my it's like bigger than any store I've ever been in like a Sam's club even like there's more than one that could like like you need two Sam's clubs to make up like the space that this was taking up there's like a full beer garden where you can get like uh you know drinks and then there's like you know cup holders and all of the carts so you can go around and like have your thing yeah we all kept calling it horcrux yeah because <laughs> that's what it sounds like um but it's really cool like they had like ingredients I've like never seen other places like they had like huge section of just like fancy olive oils and um you know vinegars and like the spice section was insane like the produce section is insane like just weird stuff you'd never see other places like as someone who's always trying to hunt down weird ingredients for like parties and like these crazy recipes i was like oh my gosh if this like existed in my city i would be here every weekend like this is so much fun to like just look around here i have a question that i think you guys probably talked about while you were there yeah is it is it proper to say olive oils or would it be more proper to say olives oil? Because there's many olives that make the, the singular oil, right? Yeah, but mm-hmm. there's plural oils. Yeah. So there's several different the, kinds the, of olives oil. Yeah, in this case, oil. there was different kinds of olive oil. What if they're olives oils? <laughs> <laughs> Just double. I, I think that might be what it is. I think yeah. that is. Olives because it's oils it from various olives. All of the oils are made from various olives. Yeah, yes. so it's olives oils. Yeah, yeah. It's what everyone's That's thinking. what everyone talks about, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, if you're ever in Lansing, Michigan, go check out Horrocks. It's a really fun time. Where are they going to school? Because I, I spent some time in Lansing, Michigan when I graduated MSU? high school. MSU? Uh, is that oh, Monster University? Yes, I did. Like Michigan State University. Andrew says this to everybody. Like whenever you meet someone and they say I'm from such and such, it's he how always I make goes friends. He it's always goes, Oh, where? I spent some time after school and such and and he just says it back to them. In Istanbul. <laughs> Uh, no, I really, I really did though. Jonathan Green lived in Michigan, and when when he graduated from high school, I went up there, and then we all we spent the summer there, and then we moved down to Florida, back to Florida. Is that when he um, developed his um, love of escaping? That's when, yeah, he wanted to get away from me because we took a road trip from Michigan back down to Florida. <laughs> He's like, I can't get out of this car. And then he, then that became a lifelong passion. And now that's all he ever does. Oh, there he is. Look at him. Look at him. I lived in, I lived in Lansing. Huh. It looks like oh, this oh, story checked so out, people. <laughs> I don't believe either of you. We have so. a witness here. 
That's awesome. I love it. I love it when I get fact checked in real time. (laughs) (laughs) If you love that, you should spend more time with Mackenzie. (laughs) Is she from there? Yep. (laughs) Oh, I didn't know that. (laughs) She's not. She's not from there. Let's go on. Go on. So you went to Horcrux University and then. Yeah, Horcrux University. Very fun. Um, And then we. on the way home, um, it was nice because they had uh, planes that have, you know, the movie screens and um, well, you get your choice of movies to watch. So I picked an extremely like intense and sad movie of women talking to watch on the plane. And it was very funny because like I saw like the movies that my friends picked and I was like, I don't know why I chose this, but I did really like the movie. But it is just like one of those movies like, wow, OK, I didn't realize it was going to be quite this intense, but um, it's a very good movie. Uh, it was nominated. Did you not for know what women talk about? <laughs> I didn't know what was these a... ones in particular were talking about. Oh, OK, so it's not it's not the same topics that everyone talks about. It's not all no, those it's, oil. It's very kind of specific. OK. Right, yeah, right. it's actually like a pretty a, a sad story. It's like about this group of women that live in like an ultra religious like colony. And like, it looks like when the movie starts that this must take place in like, you know, the 1900s and then partway through the movie, they say it's 2010. And I literally gasped out loud. Cause I was like, there's no really. Way. Yes. Yeah. I haven't seen it. I've seen the trailers and I've seen, yeah. um, clips the because Oscars. of like Oscars and yeah. things like that. And I totally yeah. thought it was like yeah. farmland like, in the, during the migration west or something like that's what i was imagining same same um no it takes place in 2010 which is like in, in Lansing, michigan you- which is why <laughs> which is why it, it looks so sparse <laughs> um but yeah so like it, it's very sad like situation where like these women discover or like um like catch some men in the act of like raping other women in their group uh, they, this guy like confesses and like rats out that like a bunch of people were involved in this. And it's basically, they've like raped every single woman in this village and, and some of the like children, it's very rough. Um, but then we the want to preempt movie- this by saying trigger warning for anybody who's uh, listening. Oh, yeah, at this I'm point. sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I got real, real deep, real fast. I know. Sorry. Um, so then like the, the, what happens is like, because it's a very religious community, they, the men tell the women, like, we're going to go post bail for all these guys. They're, they have been arrested. Um, you need to like, just get over this. You have two days. If you're not forgive them, you have to leave. So they have a meeting while there's, while they're gone and it's deciding, um, should they stay and do nothing? Should they stay and fight or should they leave? And the whole movie is just like about 11 people talking in a barn, discussing all the repercussions of this situation. It's Mm. so compelling. And it is just like, a few actors in one room. And I was so impressed with this movie. Like couldn't tear my eyes away from it. It was a really good movie, but it's very sad, obviously. Yeah. Yeah. That sounds like one of those films that I have to be in like a headspace to watch. And I don't know I, when I, I will I definitely be in that headspace. So, yeah, yeah. Yeah. But I, I I did think it was like a really good movie. Like I can't like it's a really well acted movie, really well written movie. And like it's like I said, it's it's interesting because like it really is just women talking and that's what the whole movie is about. But like I was, you never get like I don't think there's a like you can't be feel bored. Like it's a very sure. compelling conversation, sure. like debate yeah. that they're having. It draws like, you in. Yeah, all their opinions are very interesting. You know, I haven't even started Barry this season because I thought that was going to be intense. Yeah, this is, is very is. very intense. Yeah. <laughs> it is. So, you, I think you made the right call. If that's any consolation. Yeah, but I, I would recommend Women Talking if you're in the mood for this kind of movie or you can handle this sort of thing. Like I thought it was a very good movie, but it's obviously like maybe one of those movies you only watch once. <laughs> yeah, yeah. 
Okay. Yeah. And then I want to completely change the subject and talk about something fun. No, don't end on a downer here. Um, Star Wars Visions came out this week. And uh, after I got home, we ended up binging all of it. Um, Star Wars Visions is the kind of, you know, love, death and robots type thing where it's like a different animation companies contribute short films that are all Star Wars themed. They have very little to do with any... Um, existing Star Wars canon. I think actually this season had the first one crossover, like direct character mention from actual Star Wars. And the the big cameo would be Wedge Antilles. So they really don't cross over too much with like main Star Wars. Um, it's actually like, I think it's really cool and creative because it's like very um, just like out there ideas like about Star Wars that don't have to like stick to the rules very strictly and they can just kind of have a good time with it. So I think the second season is just as good as the first season, if not even better, because there's one that I really didn't like in the first one, and there are none in this season that I didn't like. Okay, I've I've really enjoyed the posters for these. I did not watch all of the Star Wars visions of season one um, because I just wasn't a huge fan. They all felt like they they all felt like they were um, like anime is what it all felt like to me. This one, the, the and I know that's not necessarily true, but that's just what it felt like. The overarching theme was that. This time around, they really does look like it's a, a wide um, it's a variety of different diverse. styles. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh-huh. And, and, I, and I, I'm down for that. Like, it feels a lot more like Love, Death, and Robots, where it's a bunch of different styles. Yeah, I grew up watching tons of anime, so, like, it doesn't bother me at all when things are like that. And I, I just thought this, like, there's some really amazing stuff. Like, Cartoon Saloon, who I think we know we're all fans of them, they have a really great one this this season. Um, they have Ardman Animation, who does Wallace and Gromit. That one's also yes. excellent. Honestly, I think all of them are really cool. I was most excited for those just because, like, I, I love them. But I now I'm like, all, I, oh, they're just so cool. This is such a cool show. I love that they do this. I hope that they just keep making these. I think it's really cool that they do this. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm looking forward to watching this season. And it's nice because you don't have to have watched the first season to connect because they're all one-off stories. Yeah, these are um, all completely independent stories. You don't even have to watch them in any order. You could just watch some of them. If they don't interest you, you could just skip it. Yeah, but I think they're all pretty cool. There's like one that out of both seasons that I'm like, eh, just skip that one. <laughs> okay, anything else for you this week? It. Nope, yeah, that's it for me. All right, well, then we will call that one done. Up next, we're going to talk about our Master Categories. The Master Categories each week are when we talk about the dice we rolled just moments before we started recording. Uh, that's not that's not for real. We rolled it earlier. Um, but we then talk about the categories that are in that and pick a topic based on those categories. Um, uh, Lauren, why don't you just keep going? Just keep talking. This week, I got books and future. And so uh, I just finished reading the first book of this series called Delicious in Dungeon that our good buddy Andrew Kolb recommended. Uh, I'm positive that he talked about this on Calculated Comics like once upon a time, but it was a th- like many years ago. So I think it's okay that we can... Uh, re-review Delicious in Dungeon. (laughs) Yeah. Um, So this is like a really fun book, honestly. Like it combines two things that I love very much, Dungeons and Dragons and cooking stuff. So this is something that is naturally very much up my alley. Um, It takes place in like a very like Dungeons and Dragons type of world where like, um, you know, like there are different adventuring parties exploring dungeons. This is very common in this world. Uh, You're following sort of like a very standard adventuring party in the very beginning. 
Um, and one of their group like gets eaten by a dragon. And so the group just rushes back into the dungeon so that they can go save their friend before they are, before it's too late, you know, and they don't have their resources with them. They have to find things in the dungeon that they can survive on. They, they're going to kill the monsters that, you know, are attacking them and figure out if they can cook them or not. <laughs> and the whole book, Naturally, uh, that's what you, that's what anyone does. when they. Yeah. Yeah. They make friends with this, this kind of like dwarf guy who's like an expert cook and of like dungeon stuff. And uh, so he's kind of teaching them and it's really cute because like the book actually has like, not like true recipes, but it is like teaching you how to cook these different styles of food because it'll be like, oh, we killed a basilisk. What can we make with the different parts of the basilisk? <laughs> it's very, very silly and like very goofy, but like it's like just really funny and like just a good time reading it. Like I really was like laughing out loud reading some of this stuff and like they'll they'll show you like the nutritional information for the recipes and it's like as I said, like, obviously these are fake recipes because it's, like, using things sure. that are from, like, Dungeons and Dragons, but it's, like, using actual cooking techniques of, like, how could you make an omelet or how do you fry food? And so you could, like, learn some practical skills from reading this book, but obviously not real recipes. Sure. And to be clear, this is not a setting. It's not uh, anything else. Like, this is a book. Yeah. So if it's, like, a, it. a standard, like, comic book, you know? Ah, um, so okay, it is, great. like... Um, a really fun comic book. It's very like manga style. You actually have to read it um, Japanese style. So you read it right to left, right to and left, not yeah. left to right. Yeah. So like, as you can see, the cover looks like backwards sort of. Yes. Yeah. It looks forwards to us, but your camera is. Well, it, yeah. yeah. So <laughs> actually like if you could Imagine just it, yes. show it to us now, we can just read it normally. Yeah. Yes, exactly. <laughs> so there you go. <laughs> and and the, the person that wrote it, do you know anything about his, uh, their, her person's background? Like our, do they have you know, a cooking background? Like, how does that factor in? I, I would assume that they must, but I, I haven't really looked into it too much. Like, I just finished reading this one um, on the plane, so I ordered oh, I more I of the books to keep reading them. This is my future part of the story. <laughs> but, um, yeah, I think uh, I really enjoyed this. It's very fun. It's kind of, it's definitely, like, silly, obviously, mm -hmm. but, like, uh, I, I was surprised when I ordered more that there are, like, at least 12 books of this series. So like clearly this gets like more and more complicated. So I'm kind of looking forward to that. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. Uh, do you know if the books are like different parties or the same party? It looked like at least some of the characters for sure were on those like later covers, but I think they're going to add members for sure. Cause they only have four right now. So it seems like there's room to grow. <laughs> I also love cooking and D and D, but I just want like a D and D cookbook. Yeah. I actually have something like that in the kitchen. That's like D and D inspired recipes. This is like, I think they actually have silly. it now though. Like I'm a, sure yeah. I, they've got to have like an official yeah. one. I'm, I'm pretty sure, sure I do. do have it in the kitchen. But yeah, I think this book was like super fun to read. I definitely recommend it. It's very light reading. It's not serious. Um, but it's just like literally like makes me laugh out loud um, with like how ridiculous it is. So definitely recommend Delicious in Dungeon. Okay. Uh, age range for the book. Can I read it if I'm a, if I'm a kid? Yeah. I think you would be able to read it if you were maybe like, I think if you're like eight, maybe. Okay, like so there's like, nothing uh, like too gross or gory or anything like the the like violence level is very cartoony. I mean, honestly, that that sound that's one of the more interesting comic books you've told us about because I think <laughs> I would actually read it. <laughs> yeah, it's really really cute. I think it's fun. <laughs> but yeah, that is delicious and dungeon. Delicious and dungeon. Hey, can I take it from you? Because I think there's a perfect segue. Yes, please do, Andrew. 
Okay, so this week I'm talking about, so I got, um, I got podcast or YouTube, and um, I'm talking about something that I actually first learned about on YouTube, but now it, it has its own home somewhere else, so it doesn't actually live on YouTube anymore. Um, but uh, I've been looking for an opportunity to talk about this for the past few weeks, and this was the perfect opportunity. So I am talking about um, Dimension 20. Yes. So Dimension 28. Now, I'm going to take you out of this for just a hot second just to bring you back in to give some context. Uh, a while back, we talked about the show Game Changers um, on the on the show. And um, the host of that, and, and it's all these, you know, different questions that are these different uh, game rules. The, the rules change every every game and they don't tell the players what they're playing. They just have to learn by playing. Um, and it's, it's It's wonderful. Delightful. It's delightful. But that show, um, introduced me to a couple of, of people. One of those people is, um, his name is Brennan, uh, Brennan Lee Mulligan. And Mm -hmm. he's a regular on that show and he's phenomenal. He does these voices. He's super intelligent. Like, like his level of intelligence is, is out of this world. Right. Um, and then we we also got introduced to a couple of other people, um, not as often, but you see pretty regularly Zach uh, Oyama. Mm-hmm. Um, he's this real skinny guy. He's real kind of, he seems timid, but he's also very playful and he's also very smart. And in terms of improv, both of these guys seem like they're expert level improvers. Oh, they're so good. Um, like the way that they can think it, just so quickly. And then uh, a, a few times I saw this guy named Lou Wilson um, yes. on the show. And so- uh, <laughs> So we see these people and, and they it's a game show. But um because Siobhan's I follow been that on show, the later seasons too. Who has? Siobhan. Oh, Shaban. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Speaking of uh, this is really full circle, right? Uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> uh so we so I, I was introduced to to Brennan Lee Mulligan. I watched a lot of those clips on TikTok, but then I started getting introduced. The algorithm started showing me things that had Brennan Mulligan, uh Brennan Lee Mulligan as um as something different. And I'm like, what, what is, what is this thing? And it showed him as a dungeon master. So dimension 20 is an ongoing dungeons and dragons campaign group that is Mm -hmm. hosted and led by Brennan Lee Mulligan. He's the dungeon master. And then several of these people that you've seen. So you've got Lou Wilson, you've got Zach Oyama, you've got Siobhan Thompson, um, Emily Axford. I have not I seen her. Brian Murphy on there yet, but he's listed yeah. on as one of the one of the characters. And then um, Ali Beardsley. Um, they love are they're regular uh, characters. They're the, they're the cast of these Dungeons and Dragons um, campaigns. And so I I looked it up. So where you find this stuff now um, is on Dropout. So Dropout is its mm-hmm. own kind of service. I believe it is the out the like the extension or the um, whatever the college humor got rolled into this or college yes. humor got rebranded or something like that. Um, I caved I and bought this and I have really gotten a lot of value out of it. I yeah. So it, li- it lives here. So if you want to watch game changers, not just in clip form, like you can see on YouTube, if you want to watch game changers, it's on dropout, but so is dimension 20. And there are yeah. 17 seasons of dimension 20. Um, and here's where I started. Here's where I started with it. Cause there's a lot, there's a lot to, to watch. Yeah. Yeah. I thought I've recently just gotten into this too. And I've been several seasons, but yeah, I, I'm so excited to talk about this. By the way, you were, we were talking about air earlier. Yeah. And one mm-hmm. of the facts in air is that blue ribbon sports, when they were creating their shoe division, uh, they had toyed with the idea of naming it dimension, uh, six. Yes. 
and then ultimately went with Nike. Mm-hmm. And so you've been saying Dimension 20, and this whole time I thought you were just going to talk about the movie Air. That's what I was imagining. And <laughs> yeah, I thought no you, idea, were just, man. you were yeah. using like deep cut trivia to nope. just talk about the movie, and this is not that. This is not that. So this is even better. What you're looking at right here, actually, I don't think that's true. Uh, Air was practically perfect in every way. It was like, it was like the Mary Poppins of, of films, at least ones I've seen lately. Anyway, all right, so back to this. Um, what you're seeing here is Brennan Lee Mulligan um, as the DM. This is his DM screen right here. Yeah, I'm okay? obsessed with how they do their, like, boards and like all that stuff like it's incredible. I'm gonna show all this stuff yeah. off so this is him this is uh the set that they're on is phenomenal there's several different camera angles it's 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 the production value is is great there's sound effects there's music I think this is uh, a cut above roll 20 or not roll 20 um critical role I think this is just better I think the 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 conversation is better the the leading is better um, that's just, I that's think my like opinion. their role playing is like more like the, or maybe the way that they edit it, it just feels like more of a, like easy to watch story. I think. Well, it, they're that, yeah, yeah. that's going to be one of my points is their, their role playing is phenomenal. So Patrick, you mm-hmm. know who Brennan is and you know how he sure. is. Um, imagine him as the, as the, the game master. Right. And it's, it's so good. So anyway, what you're looking at here, Patrick is the screen and what you're seeing the, the, what I got introduced to, um, the first one, uh, the first, um, a campaign that I got introduced to is a little campaign called Crown of Candy. And it yeah. is a Game of Thrones inspired um, campaign around this world of food items, like personified, um, or, um, mm-hmm. what's it called when uh, when something takes like on a human form? Anthropomorphized food. Um, and it's called there Crown it Personification, I think, is also an appropriate word. It, it could be. Oh, yeah, yeah. I actually think anthropomorphized is specifically animals, but we're getting off track. Yeah. So anyway, <laughs> um, so this is Crown of Crown of Candy. This is the map of yes. Calorum. This is the name of the area. <laughs> Every area has its own little space. There's a fruits and uh, fruits area, a vegetables area, a wheat. Yeah, like Fructera, Vegetatium. It's so funny how they did this. Candia, the main, mm-hmm. the, the cinder area is Candia. Um, and it, it's, it's phenomenal, but this is the map. Um, the, the, the story starts off and I'm only, I'm only one and a half episodes into it. Um, and oh, each I one is two this. hours long. I devoured this um, series. It's so good. It's so fun. You start off in this place and this is, this is what the, the board looks like for the second session. This is like, you see how it's all gridded out, but like it's done in such a way that it's not overwhelming. It yeah. looks like a Candyland road. Yep. Um, mm-hmm. But uh, all of these characters have like a medieval kind of flair to them. Yeah, it's so clever how they did all this stuff. All right, so these are the these are the characters. You can tell there's the king right there. His beard is green rock candy. Uh, this character is all peppermint with a peppermint pig pet. Um, these are twin <laughs> sisters, black licorice and red licorice. This uh, this the the main guard here is a gummy bear. Yeah, um, it's pretty fun. And then this. This uh, rabbit is a um, Cadbury. His last egg is, or his last name is like mm-hmm. Cadbarium or something like that. He's a chocolate bunny, and his outfit is just the wrapping of like the the aluminum foil wrapping that's on the Cadbury egg, just unfold unfolded around to look like it's a cape. Um, mm-hmm. So 
this this whole thing is absolutely uh, fun and wonderful. And what we were saying a second ago is, uh, if you know anything about Brennan, he is he is theater. Every every non-playing character has its own voice, has its own cadence, mm-hmm. has its own backstory, and he can come up with this stuff like it is nothing. And so what ends up happening yeah. when I play or when, when we play games, there's a lot of us talking about what we're going to do. And there's a lot of us asking even like our dungeon master, or our game master, um, can I do X, Y, and Z? That's not how this plays. This plays by them the whole thing is role play. Very, very, very little table talk. It's very much you're in the game the entire time. The characters are playing as themselves. Brennan is going with whatever it is that they're talking about. But it, it mm-hmm. does keep the story moving. It's a very fast-paced way of playing. And um, it is so much fun. So I would absolutely recommend Dimension 20. They have, like I said, yeah. there's 17 seasons, which means there's 17 different stories um, that they've done over the years. I've started watching some of the other ones and they're, they're really good at like coming up with clever hooks. Like um, the, the most recent season was like fairy tale characters, but like with a horror twist. And so like they had some really clever stuff, like sleeping beauty was a ranger. So she can like talk to all the animals and things like that. And like, I loved like the stuff that they did, like little red riding hood is like a werewolf. Um, They have like um, just really clever, really fun stuff. And like that's, that campaign was excellent. And then um, I started watching fantasy high as well, which is like a, like breakfast club set in D and D world. Like they're just really clever, fun stuff. Like I really like it. And I've, they, in between, seasons where Brennan is the DM they have someone else DM and he plays and I've watched one of those seasons that was like Bridgerton D&D okay yeah Patrick I think you would absolutely love this even if it was just from a production perspective the they 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 put together these maps and these visuals that are so incredible they're so detailed and so fun and the way that they run this it's kind of in this it's in a studio right like this all kind of encompassed Mm -hmm. globe style studio um and but if you if you want to watch all this stuff just get drop out you can get drop out um right now it's like for the whole year the subscription for the whole year is like 47 dollars for the whole year which is great um yeah. and that gives you access to all the game changers it gives you access to this yeah just quick question for the bridgerton D is it first half of season one bridgerton or second <laughs> half of season one bridgerton it's it's just like a Regency <clears throat> setting D and D campaign, so they have how to like. It's really cool. I actually loved how they did it. He have to role play having sex with his characters. That's, that's what really, <laughs> yeah, that's, that's there's what a lot Patrick of romance, but not sex. <laughs> so okay. first half season one. Thank you. Okay, yeah, that's yeah. what you need to know. Uh, stick with Dimension Twenty, Patrick. You'll yeah, you'll appreciate. I love it. Uh, yeah, you'll appreciate this. Start with the candy one. The candy one is super fun. Like the visuals are great. That one is excellent. And like the story throughout that whole one is like probably my favorite. And then the next campaign that they're doing is actually like the guy who is the DM for Critical Role, Matt Mercer, is going to do a prequel series like House of the Dragon is for Game of Thrones. And then I'll be the next like series that's coming out live. I think this week, actually. Um, I'm so I'm I'm here for it. I'm now I've got X number of of I've got 12 months to um watch all of these things they're very interesting they're very fun and so um i would absolutely check this out check out dimension 20 on dropout i don't think you will be disappointed all right patrick um take us home so we are going to talk guardians of the galaxy real quick uh i have fashion and uh i i was so prepared that 
I'm talking about something that just came out a couple days ago. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and I know Matt Gala happened. I could talk about that. Uh, or yeah, you have let the fashion. No, down. no, no. If, listen, <laughs> if I want to talk about fashion, I should be talking about the the once, uh, maybe twice in my lifetime coronation that just happened and all the fashion that, that belongs too, with that. Yeah. Uh, but no, I'm not doing either of those. I'm going to specifically talk about some outfits that are from the latest Guardians of the Galaxy. Now, I will say that this is going to lead into one of my complaints about the film. There are no spoilers in this, but I will say something negative as part of this. And I'm saying this specifically to Lauren right now. So if Lauren wants to mute, Lauren can mute. But uh, I'll jump into it. So during Guardians of the Galaxy, uh, we are introduced to this planet. I say planet, it's a space station. And it's called uh, Orgocorp. And initially, I find Orgocorp very interesting because unlike... Many of these space stations were introduced to. This one is made out of completely like organic material. So this space station was grown, not built. It's called bio something, right? I think they say it's called bio. Something. Oh, you're talking about the actual world, yes, but it's owned by Orgo Corp. I should yes. say, yeah, yeah, um, exactly. And so it looks. A bit disgusting because it kind of looks like a piece of skin flying through the air. But again, the idea is it's it's completely uh, grown and it's all biomaterial. So going into this, this place that's owned by Orgo Corp, we meet the Orgo Sentries. And the Orgo Sentries, they are the um, kind of elite fighting force that just protects Orgo Corp. Make sure yeah. that, that pieces, you know, if anything happens... It's the, it's the law. It's the law of it's Orgo Corp. Yeah. And much like their environment being biomaterial, their suits are biomaterial. So everything that they wear is this. Now, in real life, these suits weigh about they weigh about seventy pounds. So you have a vest you put on, and then all the other pieces of the suit kind of attach to that vest. So the people walking around wearing them basically have seventy pounds sitting on their shoulders in order to be in these outfits. Probably horribly uncomfortable. Yeah. Um, and because they're biomaterial, they're meant to look uh, like a, a grown, fleshy component. But yeah, they just look so cartoony. And not just cartoony, it, it looks kind of like people are wearing pork rinds. That's what it looks like. It looks like everyone is adorned in pork rinds. Could you say, could you say that they look like flesh-toned Michelin men? Yes. Yeah. But but the thing is, they don't look like... They don't look bio or skin. They look like foam. They look like if I reach out and touch them, that they would be plushy, but they would be uh, a processed, foamy, synthetic material. They don't actually look organic. And we see this also with some of the characters in these scenes. And again, no spoilers, but there are some moments where they actually call out how cartoony some of the people look. And this is a bit of my issue, is that these type of moments within the film, and we could have... The idea of a, a, a bio whatever yeah. station this 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 um this home base that was just grown out of organic material that's a really cool thing like i had to i had a moment of that's gross immediately followed by oh that makes a lot of sense like that that's very very interesting 
And, and the, the world actually feels more like that. The world feels like it's a combination of those two elements. Yes. Mm-hmm. And so and initially, I, I once I got past my first gross out, I was very interested by this idea because that it's a logical step. But in like following these kind of logical progressions, I don't think that you end up with suits that look like this within the rest of the world that's been built. And this is where I felt like the movie went to caricature instead of following the progression in in the space of the world that had already been set up in films one and two. And so that's the point that it ended up being negative. I think uh, this suit is a great example of where it, it went too far on an idea that was otherwise very, very interesting. Yeah, I would say I would say this felt like James Gunn Suicide Squad, not James Gunn Guardians of the Galaxy. Yes. <laughs> uh, uh, now, to the credit, the actors. Are you have, listening, Lauren? I thought you muted yourself. Yeah, I'm listening. Oh, no, I'm glad I didn't say no, other and, things. Okay. Yeah, and so that's the end of my commentary. I will say the actors that had to wear these suits, because uh, again, they're heavy, they're like 70 pounds, and the comment that keeps getting made is. Yes, 70 pounds is a lot, but we also didn't have to sit in makeup for four hours like uh, Karen, uh, well, like Nebula, right? Like, we didn't have to do that. And so, really, it's not that bad. We just had to, like, have sore shoulders and sore legs. And it's just, yeah, it's just uncomfortable Mm -hmm. for a a bit, yeah. Yeah. They don't Uh, look like they'd be 70 pounds. I agree. Of the whole... That's uh, probably crazy to wear for, like, an hour. Oh, my God. But it's, like, foam rubber. Like, I can totally see it being 70 pounds, for sure. It Mm -hmm. It must feel, like, soggy... Yeah, like, I don't yeah, know how they. I don't know how it they must be so sweaty in. in there. Like, <laughs> mm-hmm. it, 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 yeah. I, hope I would say built in of the entire film, whether we see obviously a bunch of a bunch of different characters and and creatures and things. Because it's a it's a Guardians film, you do see all that. Um, this one stood out to me as the weirdest, <laughs> and it, like unnecessarily weird. It seems like we could we could have had them. They didn't seem threatening to me at all. <laughs> like if that's your if that's your main sense of law enforcement. Well, that's looked- true too. But then that gets into another <laughs> yeah, sure. part of discussion, which we'll save. But um, but if you're talking about the costume design, if you're if you're designing somebody's suit, typically a sentry or a law enforcement officer are designed to to communicate reverence or authority or respect or fear and. This did none of those things. This looked like a a marshmallow. <laughs> like, and the fact that exploded. it's organic is exciting, but organic does not have to does not have to mean this. And yeah. this felt I thought again, I was watching a caricature, the- an exaggeration. It did not feel like someone said, "Oh, if this is really organic and these are really police officers," like. It, it just didn't feel in touch scary, with the yeah. reality of the universe of what what would it actually look like. Now, to be fair, they did just all they did was reuse the suit that Brendan Fraser wore in The Whale. So I think I guess that's <laughs> the, <laughs> uh, they were trying to save some money um, for for this last installment. I so. want to show I can't show a picture. But I, I'm telling you, like the little shoulder things, they just look like big pork rinds. I don't know. That's all I can think of right now. Yeah. So that's it. Uh, um that that's my critique. I think this kind of sums up a bit of the things I talked about uh, earlier. But otherwise, uh, check out the movie. I'm sorry for not talking about Gala. I will say, did it's watch a okay. uh, part of the coronation. And uh, if you go to London, um, make sure you go to the Tower of London and um, and make jewels. sure you go to the to Westminster because then you can 
you can see a lot of the things that were being worn during the coronation. You can also see like the coronation chair and other things like that. So uh, a lot of really exciting stuff. I, I will say those two things, Tower of London was probably my favorite thing that I did the entire time I was in London. Um, and then Westminster Abbey, if you go to the Abbey, uh, pay to go upstairs because upstairs mm-hmm. is where they have things like the coronation chair and all that stuff was awesome. There's gotta be, there's gotta be a succession meme out there with, with Queen Elizabeth and there is and Charles so fact, like, <laughs> the one that I keep saying or keep seeing sorry is it shows um it shows the outfit and it shows him looking at a piece of paper and it says his name but you can't tell if it's underlined or crossed out <laughs> that's, that's the one that I keep seeing uh, I'm just picturing I saw one meme that was about um that was it showed him when when she first became queen and or like and I forget how how it was how it was worded but he's so young and then it shows when it like when the prompt when when you get promised the promotion then when you actually get the promotion <laughs> yeah and see how much older he is so I, I imagine say- there's got to be a Logan Roy Kendall Roy meme that oh, is yeah. equivalent out there for sure now, I don't know that there's actually values attached to this stuff, but I heard a couple of numbers. Like, I heard uh, someone was talking about... So, by the way, when, when during the coronation, you wear two crowns. You have... I think it's the same as your other stuff. You have, like, your state crown and your estate crown, which is two different things, um, even though they sound almost the same. And so, one of them you just wear for, like, 20 minutes, and the other one is actually the one you wear for the rest of your reign when you're in, like, um, like formal ceremonies. Um, and I heard a number on one of these crowns that was like $25 million. It's like some insane amount. What is right? that in pounds? $25 million pounds is actually probably what it was. Um, anyway, uh, but what's crazy <laughs> is if you go see uh, the, uh, I want to call them the family jewels. If you go see like to the Tower of London and, and you see all the crown jewels, you stand three feet from this stuff. It's yeah. wild. So if like you mm-hmm. find this stuff amazing... Go, go I went, see it in person. It's it's incredible. Yeah. I went when I was far too young to care about that stuff, but I remember standing there looking at it. It was like it was like in my head the only thing I equated it to was um the treasure of the sea or whatever it is from Titanic. <laughs> like that's what I was picturing. <laughs> the, uh, heart the, har- the heart of the ocean, I think is what yeah. they call it. Oh yeah, it, right? that's it. That's um, it. Yeah, we got there. <laughs> that's all I could think about when I was looking at some of these things because I the movie had just come out, like right when I had seen that. Yeah. Or right when we had gone. And so I did not have the reverence or respect or admiration for any of these things that I was seeing, but it was a super cool mm-hmm. place to visit. Yeah, it was very oh, cool. Yeah. All right, so I mean that's fashion. Um, next week we'll talk. Next week we'll talk spoilers, Guardians. So if you've seen yeah. it or if you haven't seen it, uh, I don't care which one. You basically have a few days to work that out with yourself, and then uh, we're going to talk spoilers next week. Yeah, <laughs> we, we will. We're going to go full. We're going to full full on into it. Okay, I think that's going to be it for this episode. Do we want to roll or do we want next week to be that? Like, I mean, we, we could have discussed this beforehand, but uh, do I mean, we want to roll? I'm okay with it. You know what? Let's roll because I always like chance. Okay. And then I can just ignore it if I don't like what I get. That's we'll cool. Just we, find yeah, some way to work we can it always, in. we can always just. <laughs> all right, so we'll go ahead and roll our dice. All right. You got my the list, Lauren? D20. Yeah, my D20 is a four. And then Gross. my other one's a four. three. Gross. A four. Okay. So it's a future art. Future art. Okay. Future art. And then I got an 18 and 18. a one. So I passed something. TV. Passed TV. Does anyone have a That would be a radio. Television. <laughs> <laughs> and I got a nine 
and a two. Oh, I got toys. Okay. Toys Wait. and present. Present toys. Um, okay. That's and we might just wipe be, this and talk Guardians, and that's it's a, totally that's possible that that's what we do. So we'll we'll come back next week to find out. But in the meantime, check out the show notes um, over at mofone.network where you can find all of the links and things that we talked about in this episode, as well as a whole mass of other um, episodes, over 500 of them in the archive. So go check them out there. Um, it's a good place to find everything you need. Join the conversation on Slack. Um, be a part of this community day in and day out. The, when the conversation ends here, we just pick it up over there. It's a good time. So um, join us over in Slack by going to mof1.network and click on the Slack icon um, and just follow that invitation for a good time. And then catch us live. Never miss an episode here on twitch.tv slash mof1podcast. If you're tuning in live, thank you so much. If you're not, why not? We show things on here. It's more fun. I can just tell you it's more fun. You can interact with us in real time. Um, So hit us up on there. Follow and subscribe so you never miss a thing. And uh, when you subscribe, it's free. Uh, It's free for you if you already have a Prime account. Just throw a couple dollars our way. Those Amazon dollars are so, so sweet for us to help us keep doing this thing that we love doing. And then finally, subscribe, rate, and review the show everywhere where podcasts are. If you do it on Apple Podcasts, we will read it on air. Um, Give us a five-star rating, and uh, we'll give you five hearty high fives. Um, One from each of us, and then Lauren will give you two more. Uh, on her so um, but check all that stuff out you guys are amazing but um, until next time I don't think there's any other further announcements I'm Andrew I'm Lauren I'm Patrick and I'm gonna say peace out adios bye